Hi, everyone, and welcome to AmeriCrown Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. When it came time to write this intro for AmeriCrown Dreams, I, I was trying to think of what is British and also quintessentially Christmas, and I quickly found it was a dumb question. From uh, The Christmas Carol, songs about figgy pudding, love actually in the holiday, and of course, ABC Family's Harry Potter marathons. I know, soon to be defunct, thanks HBO. Uh, many of the things we think about when we think about Christmas find their origins in the UK. Uh, with Christmas nipping at our noses this week, we'll be looking at the, the traditions the British royal family undertakes each year and how Meghan Markle's presence will bring additional cheer to the day. Hi, Caitlin. Hello. I'm in your basement. I know. We uh, decided to record in the same room this week uh, because... I wanted to see you, uh, and so we could do our our annual exchange of gifts. Indeed, um, it was wonderful. I like. I mean, it's a little early, but it's better than last year when I think we had to exchange gifts in like February because I kept forgetting mine at home. Yeah, I think. But I remembered this year. I don't think it was you forget kept forgetting. I think we just honestly like sometimes we do our like our fortnights. That's true. So. That's that is true. So our fortnight is our, which also is very British sounding. It is well, and it's a, a concept we came up with when we were in eighth grade, ninth grade. Yeah, I think we were fourteen or fifteen years old. I mean, so you know, more than a decade ago now, um, where we have a we would build a fort in your parents' basement um, by like hanging. Uh, various like sheets from the drop ceiling down there and then we would make what we called nests which is just the biggest pile of blankets ever that looks kind of like big birds nests on sesame street and then we would just watch dumb movies and play mario party on your n64 and battleship battleship like we talked about last week <laughs> and um usually one of the movies we'd watch was like mulan mm -hmm. and then we'd drink um sparkling cider or sparkling grape juice because we couldn't drink alcohol. And we've still, even after we could drink alcohol, we still rarely partake at that particular night because it's just a day. Welch's is just delicious. It is. It's so good. And we're we're trying to revert to our childhood. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's just a fun time. But so we've been doing this every single year. And I mean, this year it'll be a little bit more complicated yeah. because you are having... A baby soon. Yes. Two days away from my uh, due date. We'll see how that goes. Yes, everyone. It could happen I, right now. It could happen right now. So if this cuts out, just so you know, it's probably because of good news or because Caitlin accidentally hit mute on her microphone, yes. <laughs> which I think we've resolved. But um, anyway, we we exchange gifts tonight. We're, Fortnite will will wait to tell. Maybe you want a. Uh, well, I mean, I could honestly come over whenever and just like stay up all night yeah. even if the, and just hang out but you probably don't want that <laughs> so we'll we'll put that on hold so we exchanged gifts on time this year um i got something great from you yeah and likewise in a, in addition to a harry pot a ravenclaw spatula <laughs> for all your yeah in addition to that i got a game which is royal family bingo so it's like bingo but with pictures of the royal family um, and when I say pictures, I mean 
awkward cartoon drawings that look like kind of melted wax figures. Yes. And gosh, what was it on the box? I wish we had it down here. It was like like intricate or like majestically drawn. Yeah, it was like this majestic (laughs) bingo board. Um, And it's not just the British royals. They have uh, other kings and queens and uh, princes and princesses. And those who are still alive and those who have passed um, are all on the board. But it's it's fun. We'll post some pictures of the art um, because it is just Prince William looks like he's melting. Yes, he does. I when I first saw it, I was like, I was like, oh, this looks perfect for Jenna. I was like, what what's more apt for, you know, a holiday present? And then I was like, oh, my God, William looks really bad. I was like, I need this even more now. Yeah, we need to (laughs) because I, I have to go inside like they had they say like the duchess of cambridge is also a part of the board but i she's not on the box so mm-hmm. i'll have to open open it to see yeah i'm i'm interested to see yeah what outfit they might choose for her or if like they just use like a picture of her or a portrait that they already had or something. maybe it's just that uh lit- a photocopy of that awful <gasps> portrait she has that oh, already looks i hope not i mean it's not the worst thing on earth it's just so not does not befit her no i would curl up in the fetal position it doesn't look like her at all i don't know well there was that so thank you so much for your lovely gift and then you got me uh uh, also a game a pride and prejudice uh card game where we can play through many of the scenes of pride and prejudice to marry mr darcy yeah the point of the game is to get enough like collect enough like charm and wit points to like land the the guy who has 10,000 a year or something. It's a, it's like Barbie Dream Date, but for J- the Jane Austen yeah. fan. And then you got me an amazing book by Miss Miss Pippa, uh, Celebrate. Yeah. Which we've discussed a few times on our show. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Pippa Middleton, now Pippa Matthews, uh, published a book, I think, what was it, like 2013 maybe? 2012? 2012. It was after the royal wedding. I think it was about a year afterwards. So, uh, and it's about, you know, as the Middleton Empire is all about party planning, it's about, yeah, how to throw majestic parties. And uh, it, Pippa has some interesting and very obvious things about party planning that make it into this book, which has led to some ridicule of it. So I'm very excited to read and uh, maybe make some recipes. And some crafts. Yeah, and some crafts and... And host some parties with uh, uh, some some guidance from from a party muse, some Middleton know-how. Yeah. I think next time we record together, I'll bring I'll bring a, a Pippa treat that I make from this Ooh. book, and we can try it out. Very, yeah, I I support that. Yeah. I will gladly have some of that. But I'm glad I'm glad we both kind of gave each other theme gifts yeah. this year. I mean, usually our gifts to each other involve Harry Potter, Jane Austen, or the royal family anyway. They do. But um, this year, it, it was extra appropriate so we could discuss on air. Yes, and, and celebrate yes. our podcast, which I, I, I was going to mention this on our 20th episode because, you know, it was our 20th episode, but then that was the episode where Harry and Meghan got engaged at the time. So we were obviously all a flutter with that. But 23 episodes... Like, look at us. That's a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm excited that we made it this far. Me too. Um, and I'm glad that uh, Harry and Meghan decided to, you know, give us some exciting news to talk about. And yeah, I think 
we can probably just move into talking about the news. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. So, we will go through what our royals have been up to lately. Starting with uh, December 14th. Um, we don't have any news particularly about the queen. She saw some She saw some fancy people. But, I mean, we'll talk more about her towards the end. There was nothing. I don't know. We're just going to kind of hit the highlights. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so on December 14th, uh, Charles, Camilla, Will, Kate, and Harry um, attended the Grenfell Tower um, National Memorial Service at uh, St. Paul's Cathedral. Um, and this was obviously to um, remember the 71 people who died in the uh, fire of the apartment building um, that went up in flames, I think, July, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, and so this was just, yeah, a, a, it was a... I believe it was a, um, what's it called? It wasn't just a Christian ceremony. It was... Um, interfaith? Interfaith, yes. Um, ceremony to celebrate, memorialize everyone and remember them. Uh, so uh, the members, obviously, of the royal family were attended and then met with some of the survivors and family members of the deceased. Yeah, and so, yeah, it was at St. Paul's Cathedral. And that was also where Charles married Princess Diana. And, yeah, I always wonder if it, yeah, if it is awkward... To, like, kind of be there knowing that well, you had a really big event there in your life. There was a picture of Charles and Camilla walking in the front door or, like, the from the front into the cathedral. And I was like, you know, I'm I'm sure he's gotten over it, but I still feel like that might be weird. Right. It's I, like if I if God forbid I split up with my husband, I would never have to go back to that random country club in southeastern yeah. Minnesota <laughs> that we got married at, you know, like. And most people, um, you know, the church, even if you got married in a church and it's as long as it's not like your family church, you can find another church. You don't have to go back there. But when you get married at St. Paul's, which is one, a landmark and two, like a very important cathedral for your church. um, Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of might be awkward, but I think they've probably gotten past it. I'm sure he's had been there since but yeah i can imagine that because even like when i first went there the first time i was like this is weird that i'm like here and because i just remember seeing all the photos and i'm like oh my gosh i'm like standing where i've always seen these like iconic photos and uh, that didn't work out for them and all that no but yeah uh so yeah the family the royal family was able to go which was great since they have been involved in several events even kate last week was doing um when she did the kind of the christmas presents that was work that was also meeting with some of the families who yeah lost everything in the fire and this yeah this is their first christmas so i imagine it's really tough to kind of yeah pick up your life and kind of start over again after all this tragedy definitely true but to the next point for what kate was yeah wearing she kate was in a uh, navy flared coat from carolina herrera and then an unidentified kind of fedora-ish hat like or it wasn't even it was not even even a fedora but yeah it looked like if Carmen San Diego was like being goth for the day. <laughs> Not really. I mean, really, it's it's just more. I I thought she looked cool in yeah. it. Um, it's it is like a more. It's not her usual type of hat. No, I yeah, and I agree. I kind of liked it. Um, I thought it was really unexpected, and I think I feel like it hit the right balance of being like really feminine, but also like not, but not one of those huge toppers. That, you know, we would see Camilla more, that Camilla gravitates towards. I felt like I really liked it. Yeah. So I thought it was a, a very nice 
um, outfit for the day. I'm sure we'll see those those items again. I agree. Um, later that day, um, we saw Charles again, or we didn't see him, but he he was out or he was doing an event. Um, this time at Buckingham Palace. So he was hosting the One Million Young Lives Dinner uh, there. And that was a dinner celebrating the growth of the Prince's Trust, which is Prince Charles's charity. And mostly I wanted to remark on this happenstance because he there were photos of Charles with Idris Elba, um, the hot as hell British actor. And so that was good, good PR. Whoever runs Charles's Instagram account and other things was like, yes, perfect. I will get a lot of likes on this. But uh, what I thought was really interesting was that Idris Elba was there because he was actually supported by the Prince's Trust in the 80s. So he was, uh, I don't know the exact details behind it, but he did benefit from uh, Prince Charles's charity back in the day and now he kind of comes back and acts as an ambassador to um events like this where he can show up and say like this you know these programs sponsored by the princess trust helped me and now i should be the next james bond (laughs) or just i don't know there should just be every movie with me so that was fun to see. Yeah. So thank you, Prince Charles, that no matter what, you know, legacy you leave in the world, you know that you left us Idris Elba. You at least contributed. It, indeed. Indeed. I don't want to say it was all him because he's so beautiful. Idris Elba, I mean. Yeah. Prince Charles, I I don't know. I don't know. Moving on. I got to think about I got to think about that. We'll, we'll revisit later. Uh, anyways, uh, so on December 15th... Uh, uh, Prince Harry uh, represented the Queen at the Sovereigns Parade, and uh, he did what many times he's done before. Actually, he hasn't done before. I think William's done it before. Um, not the Sovereigns Parade, but uh, an event such as this where he reviewed the officers. And um, th- this is, uh, as Harry is a um, graduate of Sandhurst, he also um, marked the passing out of, or the graduation of the cadets uh, who committed completed the commissioning course so a pretty good um and very appropriate thing for him to do as a graduate also yeah i was gonna say sandhurst academy and i was like i don't even know if that's actually what it's called i don't either sandhurst we'll just call it that yeah so harry was looking looking fine in his regimentals i love a man in regimentals um december 16th uh and I don't think this was recorded at on that date, but it was certainly posted to social media then. Um, it was when we first caught wind that um, Prince Harry would be guest editing BBC Radio 4's Today program. And as part of that, he was interviewing former President Barack Obama. Um, and so recognizing that this is, I mean, just the two of them, I mean, just announcing that would be great PR, but they also posted a video um, of their kind of pre-recording banter. Um, And they're talking about how this 20 minutes of the interview will air on December 27th, which is when Harry is the guest editor and the rest of it will be released as a podcast. But um, the best part about the video is Harry's talking about how he's nervous and President Obama says, "Do I is it going to be okay? I talk really slow. Like do I need to speed up?" And Harry said, "No, that's fine." And then he said, 
do I need a British accent? <laughs> and Harry didn't answer him because I think Harry was nervous. And so he kind of went on and he said, no, but if you are taking too long to answer, I'm going to give you the face. And Brock's like, the face? I want to see the face. And then he kind of glares at him. And I'm like, did you learn that from your grandmother? Because I feel like Harry has gotten the face from most of the adults in his life. <laughs> like, just because... And also probably from Megan, like, yeah. okay, like moving on. It's just, it's wonderful. And I love them to, I love their friendship and I can't wait. And I'm really glad they're going to be releasing it as a podcast because um, I don't know if we in America have access, will have access to this uh, takeover on December 27th, right. but I certainly will look around for it. Um, but their interview is mostly going to focus on um, President Obama's life post White House and his work with his foundation um, since he left. So, and I mean, pretty much talking about how the children are our future. Yes. Thank you, Whitney Houston. Probably singing that song. One can hope. <laughs> no, that should be really good. Cause I feel like, yeah, at least I would, I would be nervous to do it anyways, but at least they know each other quite well. So hopefully if it, starts off a little bit you know like he's a little nervous about doing it especially if it's 40 minutes long i'm sure they hopefully get in a good stride and they can edit out anything awkward because i'm sure they sat and taught <laughs> talked for an hour or so about like what should he what should brock wear to the re- the wedding and- exactly what should michelle wear oh. um whether or not it would be seen as inappropriate for Michelle to act as the matron of honor for them <laughs> or do a reading of some kind. Also, instead uh, apologizing. Sorry, sorry, Brock. I know you really wanted to be the officiant, but the Archbishop uh, of Canterbury has to do <laughs> has to do it. We can't offend him. There would be so many dad jokes. I know. And that's why it would be great. It. Or maybe it's like, oh, Brock, I'm so sorry. You know, the Archbishop of Canterbury just has to do it. We can't, um, we, you know, protocol, man, Church of England. It's important. Sorry. Sorry. If only they, like, it, know how, like, a, at least, like, especially in, like, Monaco and a few other of the other European countries, you have to, like, get married in a civil service first. Yeah. That would be amazing if they could, they had to do that as well. Exactly. Because then, then you could get ordained online. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Notes for your wedding, Megan and Harry. He'll at least give a. To- he'll at least grab the mic at the reception, even if he's not scheduled to give a toast, and say something. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I again. I just. Lifetime. Uh. Hi. The television program Lifetime. You should hire us to write your um weird Megan and Harry fictionalized love story because we would add a lot of great detail to it, including making the Obamas a key central part of their whole relationship. And yeah, it'd be great. Um, so why don't you tell us? I mean, Harry was really busy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So on December 19th, uh, Harry uh, yeah, was once again um, in military mode. He uh, he received a special honor today. Um, he was appointed the Captain General of the Royal Marines. Uh, this uh, is kind of the ceremonial head of the Mar- of the Royal Marines or the Marines um, in the UK. And he was appointed by the Queen. And he is taking over from um, from his grandpa for um, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, and so essentially he does, it's, it's really, yeah, mostly ceremonial. They have parades and uh, certain events that he'll go to. And uh, the Duke of Edinburgh had been doing this for over, um, 
I think, 54 years, pretty much since King George died, the the sixth. Um, and so it was a, a, another one of those things that is kind of getting passed on now that Prince Philip is a retired royal. Uh, he did come to the event today. And so he was, um, so he, Harry, and then two of the um, kind of actual, like, uh, captains from the Marines were there as well. And they were all wearing matching ties, and it was very cute. It's a nice picture. Um, I believe that the last official engagement that the Duke of Edinburgh did before his retirement was uh, to do with this role. Yes. Um, When he uh, saw the he kind of inspected the ranks at Buckingham Palace. And so it was a nice, it was really nice that he could be there to pass the honors down to Harry. Um, And they also pointed out like Harry's military credentials make him ideal for, to take on this role. Um, And I think that his grandfather is very, probably very proud to uh, pass on this. Yes. He knows it's in good hands. And I'm sure he can still pop into events whenever he is feeling up for it. Right. <laughs> that must be nice. You know, you're just like, you know, I feel like it today or no, I don't want to. Yeah. No, I, I would rather paint in my in my shed or whatever. <laughs> what does he do now? Or he paint? He does paint. He does paint. Yes. Because he yeah, because he has several pictures he's actually done of like even the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously he does landscapes. And then, yeah, he does his carriage riding. Oh, sure. Maybe that's what he'll just do. He'll just crash it. Like, he'll crash the next <laughs> Royal Military Parade, and he'll just trot up in, like, a weird carriage thing. <laughs> oh, Philip. Well, we didn't see the Cambridges, like, out out and about, really. I mean, I guess we saw them a little bit, but we'll talk about that more in the Christmas section of this episode. Um, but we got some other news from them and some updates. So, uh, the thing that I was uh, interested to see was what their Christmas card was going to be this year. Um, so on December 18th, they posted um, the photo that they used. And why don't you talk more about this, Caitlin, because you have strong opinions. I do. Yeah, so it was shared on December 18th, and the photo was by um, Chris Jackson, um, who is the Getty photographer and also husband of Natasha Archer, who is Kate's personal stylist. Um, so that has to be a really weird relationship. He's obviously not a, like a paparazzo. He's definitely a I'm going to take pictures of you at events kind of person. Uh, but yeah, so Kate, uh, the entire family was in blue for this uh, picture. And um, yeah, so it's 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 like a white background and everyone's kind of in coordinating blues. And but something just doesn't quite seem right. Is kind of my opinion. If you look at the the picture, it almost seems like Kate and Will are photoshopped into the picture. It does and kind like, of look like that. Yeah, and George and Charlotte look darling. They do. Like they look totally like kids who are you're just trying to get like the best possible photo out of them because you're just like you're not expecting like kids, they're just at that point where they don't even really get like how to smile. Yeah, that's always the funniest when you <laughs> tell like a little toddler to smile and they just kind of move their mouth and it doesn't reach their eyes yet. Yeah. And so they just like look like that. Right. Or like my brother, when he was little, he thought that to take a picture, he, my mom like took him to Pro X and they told him to tilt his head or something mm-hmm. for his professional uh, photo there. And so for like a year, he would only take photos with like his head at a 90 degree angle 
like and smiling like he'd only do that because he thought that that's what you had to do to take a picture because the professional told him to do it so it's really cute like kids at that age they get these ideas like you know to be photogenic I'm you know hoping they're like holding a a stuffed toy and trying to bribe them to behave or something but so yeah so it was just it, it just like seems like the photo wasn't quite real almost like and I don't know what it is I think I really liked George and Charlotte but Kate and Will just kind of looked a little like almost pixelated and kind of waxy looking yeah Kate's um right arm too is kind of missing like I'm assuming she's got her arm on William's back but like you don't see that and it's kind of like well where'd it go and I think the fug girl said, like, I hope he's grabbing his bomb. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's grabbing his bomb because that's the only, like, explanation. Otherwise, it just kind of disappears and looks awkward. Yeah. And, I mean, Kate looks great. She's um, wearing one of her – she wore this in the Netherlands in last October. It's her Catherine Walker. It's a light blue kind of suit um, with our suit and skirt combo. Um, My comment on that was I remember this outfit, and I remember it got – insanely wrinkled because she had to fly in it and I was like she's not going to wear that to any kind of event again because it is like it's one of I don't know what fabric it is but it's something that you know the minute you sit down you've got a bunch of creases all over your yourself and so with her job usually you know she at least sits down in the car on the way there and so I think this is probably like Natasha Archer maybe she was like okay we're gonna use this suit and we're gonna steam it and that like pretty much on you you're gonna go over there and then we have maybe they have to photoshop her in so that the kids don't wrinkle it or something I don't know I mean they could even photoshop the dress or the outfit afterwards um uh what was I gonna say but yeah but I mean I know I'm being a little harsh about their family photo it is a very nice photo I think it does capture it just like it, it was just weird. The background just doesn't feel like them. It seems like really, it's, it just seemed a lot stiffer than their other pictures. But uh, I, and this is actually from the Fug Girls again. They had mentioned that maybe they were, they took this photo because it appears that this photo was taken at the same time as George's birthday portrait this year because he's wearing the exact same clothing. Okay. And they said that this picture was taken earlier in 2017. Yeah. So that would make more sense. That would be maybe around, you know, May or June, which they, what they would do in anticipation for his birthday in July. Right. And also Kate is not pregnant or not visibly pregnant in this uh, image. As we had begun to notice, even in May, when she started to look like she was maybe, you know, kind of gaining some weight. and Also, her hair is longer because she did get that haircut like just a few inches. But I mean, still a cut. Um, So I think that that lines up. But yeah, but the uh, Fug Girls mentioned that, like, they were like, oh, crap, we need to send out a Christmas photo. And then Kate just was like, oh, yeah, we took this photo. We'll just use this one. <laughs> yeah. Or they took it was like, all right, we've got our kids. They're unusually clean. Yeah. You know, George George and Charlotte are be- behaving. They've already been bribed adequately. And so we'll just step in real quick, snapshot, and then go. And then maybe they were like, William, your eyes were closed on that one shot we took. Can you and Kate come back like on your own and 
we'll Photoshop you in or something. I don't know. Right. But yeah, so it was just a different one, especially the background and just kind of the look. And I'm not sure if it has to do with that. Maybe maybe they took the photo in George's bedroom and like they just needed to Photoshop out his entire mess or his all the trains and helicopters and police cars that are just strewn strewn all over the floor. Maybe. Or if it's or if it's definitely a change in how they're gonna be presenting themselves now that they're really taking on you know, more royal duties and everything. Because I was like, this just looks like a really, like, official portrait versus a lot of their pictures remind me of something that, like, I could see getting as a holiday card from just, like, a family that's like, we just took some pictures in the woods or at a park. Yeah, like, a a couple of our friends sent out Christmas cards and it's like, they were professional photos of them with their six-month-old. So they were really beautiful photos, but they were still very, like, they were outdoors and it was really, like, natural kind of poses and stuff it wasn't like again they weren't like standing stiffly in a brightly lit white room Mm -hmm. you know it's more like we're playing with our kid type thing which will and kate have done uh christmas cards like that before so we'll see yeah so i mean i'm happy to get a, a photo no matter what it was just an interesting picture i wonder if it's so part of part of me thinks Maybe it's that, you know, well, Kate obviously probably doesn't feel very photogenic when she's dealing with her acute morning sickness. Yeah, and I'm wondering how if they have how early they have to get this to to like the printers, because don't they have to send these out to like anyone in the UK who sends them a request for? I think so. Yeah. So there's that going on. So I'm wondering if like they needed a photo by a certain date and then there just wasn't going to be a good like opportunity for a family photo where Kate was going to be feeling like decent <laughs> enough to get one or photo taken yeah. so that might be part of it was like okay I guess we'll, we do have this one it's nice but yeah I don't know yeah so I guess we'll just you know we'll see as the years go. but next year's photo will have another baby in it well the other news that came out um, on the 18th kind of in tandem with this photo was that um, the Cambridges announced that Charlotte would be starting nursery school in January and she will be going to uh, Wilcox nursery school. And I will be honest, I didn't do too much research on this. Um, So do you have any? Yeah, for sure. No. So this school is pretty close to Kensington palace. So that's actually kind of nice considering um, George at uh, St. Thomas Battersea's is actually quite a distance. It's almost half an hour's drive some days from Kensington Palace. So this is a lot closer. Um, it's also all day. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. So it's kind of different from versus George, who when they were going in Norfolk, they were, it was kind of like maybe a couple, maybe half day, a couple days a week. So she's going to be, she's going to be gone a lot. <laughs> well, she's probably been insisting upon it because right. George gets to go to school. Why can't I? Right. And I mean, even with like baby number three on the way, it's probably just kind of like, and especially with Kate, if she's going to be taking on more royal duties and everything, it really does make sense that sh- Charlotte has somewhere to go and, you know, to be and play and all that. While Kate kind of takes on baby, adjust to mother of three and also all the royal duties and all that. And especially if Will's on a increase workload too they're just you know they're gonna want to make sure that she's she's got plenty to do and can hang out with other kids uh the other thing was that yeah it's kind of um the school is privately owned by the headmaster and so and it's all it's all women run Uh, i don't think it's an all-female school though so it's definitely a very different kind of feel from kind of where prince uh george is going where it's like okay you know 
we've you know like we have a very different diverse staff and everything they're definitely an all-female run school so it seems like it's going to be a more um i think the word girl power yeah girl power center yeah really um but it looked really cute it looks like it's like in in one of like an old abbey almost (laughs) and yeah it looks like it is a cute little playground with like a little tree hut of some sort from a couple of the pictures but yeah so that'll be exciting um I'm not sure if we'll get I'm sure we won't get the same kind of picture we'll probably get a picture kind of like when George had his backpack on um and went to his first day of preschool I'm sure we'll get a cute photo of Charlotte on her first day probably taken by Kate so we'll see but yeah it definitely probably won't be the same as when um William brought George to his first day of like you know like school at St. Thomas Battersea's because that's a very different from like nursery school. I do think they did a drop off when Prince George first went to nursery school when they were living in Norfolk, though. Um, but I don't so. think they had like all the press photographers. No, I don't think they did either. Yeah. So the next thing we're going to talk about is another kind of <laughs> Cambridge related. Is this Cambridge related? I haven't it's, looked at this oh, link. Okay. So the, I guess the next few ones are just kind of random links we found around the internet. Okay, so should I talk? I'll talk about mine first. So I was, um, I don't know, reading online gossip uh, over the weekend and saw this article that was talking about how William, Kate, George, and Charlotte were out at a winter carnival and were seen ice skating and doing all these things. And I was like, what? That seems weird. Also, I feel like if they had gone, we would have gotten official photos of them. Or paparazzi photos of them, like, more... It would have been obvious that they were out doing something like that. I'm also kind of like, okay. And then I click on the link, and um, it is not them. It is some people who kind of look like them, who dress up. And I think they've done this a couple years in a row at this same carnival. (laughs) Um, So I want you to open up the link. and, And so... There's this and like the little girl. I mean, it's just it's just really weird. So this is a Daily Mail article. Um, The headline is a Cambridge Christmas. Kate and William take George and Charlotte ice skating and visit Santa during a festive day out. But all is not what it seems. Um, And it's like images appear to show royal couple 35 enjoying festive day out with children. And then it's like really spoof images use lookalikes to imagine the family day out. So really what it is, is these are, again, people who are hired actors, maybe, or just people who kind of look like. So the they're definitely looking at them. They look like the impersonators who have done um, things like who have, who have done uh, photos before of Will and Kate doing weird things like of like, um them like there's one there's one of kate or like a look like doing like a fake baby shower and yeah and like and and fake maternity photos that will and kate took yeah just to look like them and it looks like these are the same people the kids i mean the george and charlotte ones don't really look as i mean i don't know it's just kind of weird it's so weird what would you do if you saw these people i think i would i would do a double take not for the william the william is the William just looks like kind of a guy with a receding hairline. The Kate is pretty good. She definitely has to do some contouring to 
get her look because like even if you look at the picture you're like okay she's definitely she looks like if kate like i mean she's got her like lower lash line eyeliner on but kate doesn't really do that as heavily anymore and so it's kind of weird yeah and the charlotte is decent the george is terrible yeah Yeah. fire that kid i know (laughs) what is this amateur hour it really is so that was weird. But then um, looking li- earlier today, there was also a random like pairing of Prince, fake Prince Harry and fake Meghan Markle spotted uh, Christmas shopping together. And you looked at this uh, image already. It's like, <laughs> what is, is this a thing in the UK that we just don't know about? Like, it must be like, well, I mean, I bet these people, like, especially those Will and Kate personators, I'm sure they make probably a good chunk of money doing that. Especially if they're the ones I've seen do these types of photos before. They haven't really ever gone in public, though. They've usually just taken the photos and released them. But these people are these people are new. They're... They're not very good. No. The Harry... It's just like they found a guy with red hair and a beard. Yep. And it's not even like his hair is not the same. And then they found a person and they dressed them in the same outfits that they were wearing um for the Invictus games and it's kind of like do you know nothing about <clears throat> excuse me do you know nothing about like the royals they don't repeat outfits that close together right. like especially like they and it looks like they're not even in the UK cuz it looks like they're out in like California or somewhere cuz it looks warm where they are yeah well there no there are people wearing like puppy coats that's the whole thing is like He's like, and there's some people. So they, because also like, yeah, they were at the Invictus games. It was like the summertime. So Harry was wearing like a short sleeve polo shirt, but they couldn't put a coat on him because that would ruin the illusion. It's weird. So they're shopping at a store called Wilco, um, which I've never heard of. I wonder if it's like a department store. It looks like it. And it looks like it has low prices or something. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're, if I had to choose between who's the better doppelganger couple, it's the Will and Kate for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, this they're not very good. And I would definitely do a double take because, yeah, I would notice the clothing for sure. And I'd be like, okay, definitely not them. But I would never think it was actually them from far away. The other Will and Kate, the, other, the Will and Kate, though, I would maybe do a double take. I agree. Then I'd be like, this is too good to be true. I'd be like, Kate's that hair is not blinding me. It's not the real one. Because right. the real one, it would be like how you can't look at the sun, you know, like because you'll hurt your eyes. Yeah. That's exactly what it would be like. So do, do I'm wondering, did like the store pay these people to? I think probably because we're talking about it, right? right? Exactly. Like I'm like, who, why would they just choose this random store? Like, why wouldn't you go somewhere else so i feel like this is just yeah a publicity stunt which good job yeah we're, we're talking about it but won't be fooled i may ask to take a picture with them that is true i would do that just because it would be funny yeah. but i would put a clear disclaimer like i'm aware that these are not the real people right <laughs> just on the other things that are also you know kind of like the real thing but not um <laughs> So when I was looking to find out if the queen had anything on her her schedule, this uh, story uh, for Entertainment Weekly came up that uh, the if you've been in a mall recently or really in a Target or any store, these are really popular right now. They're called like the Funko Pop 
figures and they're like these weird like small figurines of like all these different fandoms like you can get like any character from like harry potter game of thrones um nintendo pretty much any tv show i've seen disney ones like and they're like these like miniature caricatures of all these characters with just these huge eyes and big heads and big heads and they're supposed to be cute i do not like them at all i think they're dumb and stupid and thankfully my husband also thinks that because if not he would own all of them i know because he loves action figures so much again there's a lighted display case in this basement with how many one two three four five six seven Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. At least sixteen. Yeah. Action figures in a lighted display case, and then there are various shelves of other things. But, um, I'm I'm blessed that he does not like these pop dolls. Um, but the they just actually added Funko Pop just added in a British royal family line. Uh, so. Yeah, I just opened up the link because I haven't seen these yet. I can kind of imagine them, but. These are terrible. Yeah. Like, the corgi is pretty good. So the queen, there's one with the queen, and she has a little corgi. And the corgi is cute because it's like a dog. Yeah. But um, they're not very good. No, No, they're not. The Prince Charles? What? Why is, yeah, the Prince Charles, like, it doesn't look, you would never know that that was Prince Charles. Yeah, so they did ones. They did two of Princess Diana. She's wearing two different outfits. They did one of the... They're actually identical. They're just one's black and one's red. Yeah. Um, Which, like, okay. And then, yeah, they did the queen and they did Harry and William. And it's like, what? I mean, and Harry's looks like blonde, not redheaded. Yeah. And it's Harry, like, with a full beard. It's just not right. The uh, will is... The will looks more like George because it looks like a child. Yeah. Also, I kind of want to see is the hair thinning. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. And then for Kate, they chose. I was like, I was like, okay, what what outfit are they gonna choose? And they chose a kind of an unexpected dress. They chose. Um, I'm completely blanking. I should have looked up who was the designer, but it was the blue. It's the blue floor length dress that I believe she wore. Um, actually, I can't even remember now. But it's got like the random kind of shoulder, um straps on the side is that the right word like, yeah it's like weird cutout shoulder cutouts it's like kind of a cold shoulder thing but it's like spaghetti straps i'm right. looking it up right yeah, now um but i'm a little disappointed her hair also falls flat yeah and i mean obviously like they're not gonna have like the an exact replica of her hair or anything but yeah i would i wouldn't look at that and be like oh that's kate middleton or the duchess of cambridge the only one that really looks like herself is, like, the queen. So I would say the queen one is good because it is, like, kind of a caricature of her. And the Diana one, you can't really miss that either because she is wearing, you know, like, one of the – I think she's wearing the Spencer tiara. Yeah. So the Kate dress, she wore to the Olympics or to a – to this was back in tw- – well, wait. Let's see. Oh, in this summer. So, no, she didn't wear it to the London Olympics. She wore it in 2016. So, hosting a banquet for sports aid where she met athletes competing in the 2016 Olympics. And it is a uh, Roland Moray cold shoulder gown. But, yeah. So, 
unexpected dress. I, I'm wondering if it was somehow easier to make that dress as part of her her outfit. But I wouldn't have chosen that dress if I was looking to get, you know, something iconic for her. I would have chosen, like, her wedding dress or her, even the blue Issa. Yeah. Because those are definitely more... Well, when you Google Kate Middleton blue dress, the Issa dress, and then also the dress she was wearing leaving the hospital after she had Prince... Yeah. Both of those show up way before this one, so... I had to dry, I had to add the word fancy before because it was giving me all these like shorter dresses. Yeah. It's like, you know. Uh, but yeah, so these are not out yet. They'll be out in February though. So if you would like to pick them up, February twenty eighteen, and you are a fan of pop Funko dolls, you can have the whole family. And where's Megan? That's okay. She probably doesn't. No one needs to be a Funko doll. No, I hope. Maybe she'll be in ready in store for next year's Christmas brush. I'm sure she'll get added for sure because they always add versions and, you know, everything. So we'll see. But I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. They're dolls. Um, but, yeah, so we have I – will, I will talk about um, – when you said where's Megan, I was like, oh, is it time for where in the world is Megan Markle? So I think I'll do that segment right now. I still don't have a good song. Or title for that segment, but I'll get there. But where in the world is Megan? Well, she, as last week we talked about, she was in uh, America somewhere, most likely singing karaoke. But now she is uh, definitely in the UK. Um, She arrived back there at least last Monday. So as of our recording time, we were speculating wildly, but she was already back in England. So alas, we were just not, we, we just didn't know. Our Megan radars were malfunctioning. Um, but she will talk about what she was doing last Monday, again, when we talk about Christmas in a bit. But um, the other sighting of her um, was on December 18th. She was spotted having dinner in Mayfair at a private club called Little House, which is um, part of the Soho House conglomerate, as the article I read described it. Um, so... She was there. Harry was not there, um, but she was spotted dining with um, two people, and uh, they are both in the restaurant industry, one of whom is a man named Richard Caring or Caring, um, and then Nick Jones, and he's the, Nick Jones is the chief executive of Soho House, so it would make sense. So I think she knows the or has you know been introduced to the two of them. Were either is I'm wondering if one of them is the one that was seen at um, the Invictus Games with her, because because I, I remember he what one of those guys was a Soho House like oh. founder or something like that. Maybe maybe she just knows all the people at Soho House yeah. because she knows like they've got good security right. and so that's where she's made a lot of her friends or something. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but um, that's what she was doing, and it looked like a fun place to have dinner. Their menu looked really good. They like, I, I don't, the article is just like, mm, she ate, like there's like a pumpkin soup or something. It's like, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's what she's been uh, spotted most recently doing. And then we'll now move on to some wedding updates. Yes. Uh, so this week, or no, I guess it was last week. Was it last week? It was, I think last Wednesday they announced yeah. it. Because we we didn't not in time for us to record again. Right. Oh, that's what it was. Because I was like, 
oh, of course, this happens the day after we record. Um, yeah, so save the date, uh, May 19th, if you haven't heard already. We will have a royal wedding Saturday, May 19th. Saturday. Thank God we don't have to take any kind of days off work yes. for this. Um, we don't have to explain right. why we need why we're going to be gone. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm excited, though. Uh, another couple of our friends, uh, we got we got an earlier save the date from them for that day. So as we said in our text chain, we're going to be so tired that day, but we can take a nap in between. Yeah, so thankfully, due to the time difference, we'll be able to attend both weddings. But there's going to be so much wedded bliss that day. Indeed. I'll already be dressed up fancy, too, because I'm going to be wearing a, a hat, you know, while watching the, <laughs> the wedding on TV. Maybe I'll wear the hat or at least bring it to their yeah. uh, to their wedding, too. I think you could, because even at, um, so the couple who's getting married, when I went to the bride's sister's wedding, the mother um, of the bride wore a beautiful fascinator. Surprise if she maybe pulled that out again. See, I don't know that I would wear it during any kind of (laughs) ceremony or I would not want to draw any kind of attention. Wait, I'm especially not going to show up in like a toilet seat hat. Like, uh, was it Eugenie or Beatrice who wore it? I don't know. I'm not going to show up in that. But maybe I'll bring it to the reception and people can have fun dancing in it. Um, but yeah, May 19th. I'm excited. Um, the other thing that came out that was kind of wedding related was a story um, that broke and has kind of been going across the various gossip sites where, um, I mean, just the TMZ article, it says, Meghan Markle first sketches of potential wedding dress. That's their headline. Um, And I say there's no way in hell any of these are going to be her wedding dress. Not necessarily because of how they look, but because this person, if they were solicited for a sketch, or this designer, if they were solicited for a sketch, they confirmed it. There's no way that, you know, you're going to this early on, you know, be, I don't know. We were talking about this a little bit. you broke the circle of trust. Yeah, like... I'm sure they've sent out several requests for sketches from various designers, but this is the only one so far that has announced it. Um, so this is the designer um, Inbal Dror, um, and it's an Israeli designer. And again, um, TMZ obtained these sketches. There were three different sketches. Um, they're interesting the the top one there's like one that's more of a traditional looks like a-line long sleeve high lace neck um kind of similar to kate's dress but different enough the 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 neck almost looks more victorian yeah it's like if you took kate's neckline and then added like a partial turtleneck to it um and that one maybe but then there's another couple of them that look more yeah, these do kind of look Victorian. Yeah, and I mean, I get that that's kind of in style right now. Maybe not with wedding dresses, but but in like general blouse, women's blouses and stuff, I've noticed. And even some of Kate's outfits, like some of her temporarily dresses that have definitely have a more Victorian vibe to them. Yeah. I don't know. I will say this designer has dressed Beyonce. So uh, this they designed um, Beyonce's Grammy's dress from last year. So like, it's not a nobody. They've already dressed one queen. Um, but again, I don't think that 
I mean, this this designer is getting a lot of great publicity out of, you know, letting it come out that they are were asked to submit sketches. Yeah. So if they were actually asked, I don't know. Like you said when we were talking earlier, it just seems like I don't know if you were really even asked. Well, because like the palace doesn't comment on this stuff usually. And so I feel like it's a calculated risk. I mean, because if they were to come out and be like, we did not ask this person to do sketches, then they'd look pretty bad or they might. But I mean, they've it's already happened. They've already got like the traffic to their website. Plenty of places have written about them. So but again, it'll just be interesting to see. I would like to I just zoomed in because I'm kind of, you know, like a person who works for CSI. Mm-hmm. It says, if you zoom out on the pictures, it says, for Megan Markey. It does? Yeah, with love. On both of them. Oh, my gosh. Like, Hold look, up. that's a, that's totally not an L. It's totally an I. M-A-R-K-I-E. I'll even, like, look at my phone, and I can even show you. Oh, it does say yeah. I. Megan Markey? Like, you can't even get her name right? Like, I'm calling BS. Again, also Unless she's, like, like, a best friend. And, like, that's, like, one of her, you know, like, nicknames is Murky. Yeah, that's weird. I like how, I like how you say you're on CSI. Yeah, because you zoomed and enhanced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blow this case wide open. It just seems like, it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I have and I mean, I haven't really particularly spent a lot of time thinking about what I think Megan's dress will look like. And I think we'll talk about that in a future episode about what we kind of both envision and the type of designers and stuff but yeah I don't know I just I don't see these but I don't either I don't... Certainly, yeah. so even if it was real and I hope Megan wasn't in love with one of them or really liked something because now she's probably like well can't do this yeah, yeah I don't know I it's they, they seemed a little they, they just really did seem fussy, fussy too yeah which she doesn't strike me as that kind of... No, and she, like, right. was interviewed, I, I think, maybe, I don't know, it was before Harry, she and Harry were dating, but she talked about how she just really thought, yeah, it should be unfussy and very simple and whatnot. Obviously, she's going to be a royal bride, so there's got to be a little bit of pageantry, but I think there's a way to really balance that out with your own personal style when you have hundreds of thousands of dollars to work with. Yeah, and, like, you know, handmade lace... Right. from wherever <laughs> and honestly the best designers in the commonwealth to choose from right so so we'll see if yeah if we see any more sketches come out but i would hope that most of the designers will be discreet because this is an important dress that deserves to you know come out when it's ready yeah well i'm wondering because like so we i know people knew like alexander mcqueen was in the running to design yeah. Kate's dress but I think that that was kind of just an obvious thing because yeah. everyone knew it was going to be a British designer right and they and Kate had been seen going into the offices and so and um Sarah Burton who's the head of Alexander McQueen had also been seen kind of coming and going from Kate's apartment and so it and they weren't sure 100% because she like always covered her face and stuff yeah. even the day of the wedding she was trying to Sarah Burton was trying to hide herself Right. And but by that time it was like that that's Sarah Burton. She's Kate's probably wearing Alexander McQueen. Well, yeah, but I'm wondering I feel like they might have confirmed that they 
submitted a sketch. Like, I'm wondering, I don't, I don't know, though. I didn't look into this. We'll, again, we'll be doing a f- future episode or two on potential dresses. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking, I don't think that they confirmed this early on that they had submitted mm-hmm. a kind of sketch. And I think if they did, I think other designers also came out and said they submitted sketches. Well, we'll see. But um, I think it's at least if even if I'm like, oh, why did you do that? At least it's fun to kind of start seeing what people think she might wear or might want to wear. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting to see like who what people would put her in. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Stay tuned for a future episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that's it for our our news. But we we still have a little bit left, but we're going to move to our main topic this week, which, as you mentioned at the top of the episode, is Christmas. So um, for those of you who are celebrating um, Christmas this week or this week, well, I don't know, whenever. Yeah, it's this week. It's very close. Um, We're recording on the 19th. And so, you know, it's less than a week away. So I'll say it. Right. I can do math. Um, But we, you know, obviously the royal family also celebrates Christmas. And so we decided we'd take a look into, you know, what's happening this year and what has happened in years past and see what we can piece together um, how our favorite royals will be celebrating. Yeah. Especially with with Megan joining them this year, as has been confirmed by Kensington Palace. Yay. Good for her. So, um like a lot of a uh, lot of us there are you know various parties that you have to attend before the big day itself and um some of these are what you would consider work parties maybe um <laughs> and so we have a nice segment we've called palace parties because um all of the royal or a lot of the royal households at the various palaces and castles around britain uh throw parties for the staff at those places and um, the royals usually attend. So last Monday, and this is why we know Megan was back in the country as of then. Um, and when I say last Monday, I mean, I not, uh, let me see what the exact date was because it was um, the 11th. So they were, uh, she and uh, Megan and Harry attended the Royal Household Christmas party at Windsor Castle. And um, also there were the Queen and Prince Andrew. So this was exciting because it was a surprise. The staff didn't know that Megan would be there. I think they knew Harry would be there, though. Um, but it's also fun because the place where they hold the dinner is where um, Harry and Megan's reception will be. Uh, or it's thought... I think I think it is confirmed yeah. that it will be in that particular. It's like a ballroom or dining room or something. Um, but I think it was a really fun way for her to show up and meet the people who are going to be so instrumental in making her, you know, who who in five months will be. Oh, my gosh. It is exactly five months from now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They will be, you know, throwing another beautiful party for her and making sure, you know, her day and Harry's day goes well. So, yeah, that was fun. 
I don't think we got any pictures. No. Um, we have some kind of unconfirmed reports that she was wearing a burgundy lace dress. Okay. Um, but again, there's no photos of it. So it might be. But uh, by all accounts, she was really warm and friendly and everyone had a blast meeting her. So good for her to be a person with a sparkling personality. Indeed. And, and getting out there. Uh, but yeah, Megan also and Kate and Will and Harry obviously are had their Kensington Palace staff party also as well on December 14th uh, at an interesting named uh, kind of club called Beach Blanket Babylon. <laughs> so you just typed staff party at Beach Blanket Babylon and I was like, what? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I can't guess what that is. It's what? Like a I thought it was like a theme. Like like they threw the party at Kensington Palace and that was the theme. And I was like, how do you even do that theme? Like, what is this? It's crazy. Yeah, so kind of weird name, but apparently it's a thing. Um, and uh, let's see. And we obviously don't have any pictures from the event also, but they rented out the restaurant area. They apparently also lost their liquor license. So, they, so Kensington Palace actually had to bring in their own alcohol for the event. So I was kind of like, that's kind of weird, you know? Yeah. It seems uh, that seems sketchy, sketchy, but uh, maybe it's still a fine, fine place. It really honestly seeing this and it makes me think of the Royal We, the character Tony with his weird clubs. Oh, yeah. The names, the names like where it's like <laughs> hell and stuff. And it, it is it just seems like a weird concept thing, especially if they lost their liquor license. Nice. It just seems kind of sketchy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so no photos of inside the event, but there were photos of Kate and Will. I'm not sure if it was them arriving or leaving, uh, but uh, it appeared that Kate was wearing an Alexander McQueen dress um, from their pre-spring 2018 um, line. Uh, and it's it appears to be one of those kind of what she's been more gravitating towards during this pregnancy is one of those more looser fitting dresses that she could she's probably wearing um, leggings or um, stockings and probably boots with it but it's a black dress and it's got like kind of these like weird, it's almost like hearts or kind of diamond kind of shaped pattern on them so I hope we'll get to see it again because it looks really cute in the pictures that they um kind of put almost it looks like guitar picks oh okay yeah here's a picture Jenna sorry oh no that's oh that's cute yeah, yeah so it's black and it's got like red and pink um yeah they look like, you know, when you're looking at Google Maps and yeah. there's the little, like, thing that goes to the address you typed in where it's, yeah, it, it's yeah, like that. Marker, little yeah. Yeah. So um, that was what they think she might have been wearing. And who knows if she had it altered or whatnot, since I know she does that quite a bit with McQueen designs, because sometimes McQueen is a little out there in how they, at least the form of the dress. So hopefully we'll get to see it soon well and again we are recording too early uh but tomorrow december 20th by the time this is posted this will have happened so apologies we're not going to speculate too much because you'll know but uh tomorrow megan will be attending the queen's christmas lunch at buckingham palace um and this is not so much a uh, party for staff but it's a party where extended family members the royal family show up and because not everyone is invited to Sandringham. I don't think they can fit that many people, and they don't want to. It's a pretty small kind of royal residence. Yeah, and you don't want 
you know, your second cousin once removed or whatever. Some of the people we discussed um, yeah. in our Thanksgiving episode, like, I forget who it was, but... <laughs> Yeah, or you don't want Princess Michael of Kent necessarily <laughs> crashing your day. Um, she might be a, a bit of a handful as a house guest, so you might instead invite her over to Buckingham Palace for a, a family Christmas lunch. And so this is when we think Meghan will be, for the first time, meeting a lot of the extended family because it has been confirmed that she will be attending this. Um, and we'll talk more about this, but that's kind of unusual that a non-spouse will be invited to an event like this. And so I think it's just a, I think it's a, you know, it makes sense that she is because she has to meet a lot of people. I think probably like Kate wasn't invited to a lot of formal things, but she was probably informally introduced to people yes. long before. But I think like since Megan is, you know, not someone the family has known since for like a decade or whatever with she hasn't been like oh let's go pheasant hunting and here are my cousins right exactly she's more um you know it's a good opportunity to let her meet everyone before her wedding day so it's not awkward when she has to go oh gosh who is this (laughs) Ugh, nothing worse than that um but yeah we'll hopefully um get some photos of at least arrivals and departures from this that's usually what we at least see so hopefully we see them arriving harry might not be in the back seat with will and kate no they won't kate's probably thrilled she doesn't have to ride in the middle anymore yeah (laughs) but yeah unless george and charlotte are coming as well in which case probably megan and harry will be in their own car but we will see tomorrow we will all right but yeah so now we're gonna kind of go yeah i guess we'll talk about what we can kind of expect next week for christmas at uh sandringham with yeah megan joining them uh so we'll be potentially yeah you like you said in the notes jenna we might see them maybe tomorrow if they drive in together yeah kate and megan um, if not, well, probably the first time we will see them all together is if, and I've been wondering if Kate and Will will actually be at Christmas this year, because I know sometimes they go with the Middletons, but I'm pretty sure they wouldn't miss this year, especially with a chance to kind of show Will, Kate, Megan, and Harry. All. Welcoming Megan into the family, right. kind of, yeah. Doing some, as you said last week, some tandem handholding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. It would be interesting too to see whether they um, have like Kate and Megan walking together to be like, look at these guys, they're friends. Because I think a lot of, I don't know, not too many. I haven't seen too many like tabloid reports that like they're jealous and hate each other type nonsense. But I'm sure everyone's acutely aware that you know the press, the tabloid press, is hungrily watching for any kind of sign that they can turn into a like. Kate, hate for Megan or whatever nonsense. Yeah. But I'm wondering whether that's a maybe not for the walk to church, but the walk back or, you know. Yeah, which is very likely because uh, Megan and Harry are rumored to be staying at Amner Hall, which is uh, Will and Kate's home in Norfolk. Uh, and since uh, Sandringham is a kind of a small residence, it would make sense, especially with having George and Charlotte to just kind of bring them back somewhere where they're already familiar and it's nice to be in your own home when you have to spend 
several days with your entire family. Yes. And you can enjoy the amenities of a home that you really, really like, but you can't always stay at since it's far from London. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll have a very nice Christmas. But yeah, we might even see them twice because the royals actually go to church twice on Christmas Day. They first go to a private ceremony. That's just like literally the royal family. Okay. And then, and that's usually really early in the morning. And we've gotten shots of Kate before, like for example, the... In 2011, which was her first Christmas as a royal, we got to see Kate going to that early service. Um, but we don't always see them because sometimes they manage to sneak in and don't get shots. But we'll for sure see them at the public service, which is when the, it's obviously open to the public who's passed a background check. <laughs> well, you know, that's important. With the royal family at uh, St. Mary of Magdalene Church. Well, and so also the fact is that since Christmas Day is on a Monday, Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. So do they have to go to church the Sunday and then go the Monday twice? I I bet the Queen would go because I think the Queen goes to church every Sunday. You know, every Sunday. But I can imagine that probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think the kids would because I don't think I think the kids get a pass. I don't even think we'll see George and Charlotte because at service because i don't think they've ever gone um i don't think that that parish likely has a children's service going on no they'd have to sit there yeah i'm sure that they definitely especially at the public service they don't want to have to deal with them being like squirmy and you know kids right and yeah you can give them a a a coloring book or some cars but it always kind of ends with a loud noise um yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see if they, uh, if Megan, how, if she is game for a all church all weekend marathon. Indeed, her first test as the a royal fiance, the a weekend with the fam. And let's see. So you talked a little bit about you know seeing Kate at the uh, her first qu- Christmas with the family in 2011. Yeah. Um. Obviously, they had already been married. At that point, their wedding was in April of that year. And so uh, we mentioned, like, Megan is not the royal wife quite yet, but she has been invited to spend this Christmas with the family at Sandringham. And that is unusual. But I, like I said, I don't think it's unexpected. Um, I think, honestly, probably Harry just said, hey, can Megan come? And the queen said, okay. Well, right, and it's not, it like Kate has a family in the UK that she could have she could have Christmas with, and she probably wanted to have Christmas right. with, uh, you know, kind of that one last, you know, kind of like okay, I'm not in the spotlight. I can she can wear like her flannel pajamas or whatever, and you know, not have to go to church. I don't know, right? Not <laughs> have kidding. to go to church four days in a row, and like wake <laughs> up at the crack of dawn to go yeah. twice in one day. Um. Right, she she still has people to meet. Megan does, and yeah, they're they're a lot older of a couple. Like, Meg and Megan needs to get more introduced to society and kind of get those kind of initial public appearances out of the way. But um, you have. Why don't you tell yeah, us about? So I'll just give a kind of a quick overview of Kate's first Christmas. There's not much beyond that. The crowds that year who that came out to wish. And say hello to the royal family as they walk in um, to the church. Since obviously you have to get like a background check done in like September to even go to this mass. 
Um, so noted if we ever want to attend this Christmas mass. Also, do you have to be Anglican? Is that part of the background check? I hope they wouldn't care, but I don't know. Yeah, like, please provide your baptismal certificate. Yeah, and you're like, certificate of confirmation, right. or I don't know what. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but yeah, obviously, there were massive crowds that year because everyone was really excited to see Kate. So I think we can expect that again this year, especially since I, I think the crowds every year since Kate has joined the family has been quite large. But now with the addition of Megan and potentially seeing Kate and Megan together for the first time uh, will be really exciting. Uh, so I'm sure we'll see that again. Uh, for Kate, Kate wore a plum kind of coat that she's brought out a few times. There's actually no designer ID. They said it was a British dressmaker, but they've never said who it was, but that she really liked their work. So I was like, who is it? Sarah Burton? Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, okay. And then uh, she wore a Jane Corbett fedora hat kind of. It's not like an actual literal fedora, but it's like a modified kind of military-ish kind of looking uh, hat. So, and, uh, yeah. Well, we'll have to <laughs> speculate wildly about what Megan will be wearing. Obviously, since it's a, an outdoor walk and it's in December in Britain, coats are the name of the game. Yeah. Um, and I think Megan has already shown she's talented at picking out nice coats yeah. with her Nottingham uh Right? Nottingham? Is that where they were? Yeah. 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 Okay. Just making sure I'm not. Where he has his timeshare. Yes. Where he has his timeshare. <laughs> um, that's, uh, you know, she shows, she, she's she got good taste. So we'll, and with obviously their announcement um, in the garden at Kensington Palace, we'll get another great coat from her. Yeah. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if Kate or Megan will be a hat person. I don't know because Kate has Kate has always worn hats going to church. Yeah, and I mean it might even be that you do wear like even at weddings in the UK you do wear you know some sort of fastener or topper. Yeah, but versus Megan, who's not obviously from the UK, so it's not as it, it's it's unusual in the US to go to a wedding and be like, oh, everyone's wearing hats. I will say it's unusual in like white oh, churches. I you're right. So I will say that like that's a thing I saw a lot about on Twitter in the wake of the announcement was people talking about how, you know, like uh, black church ladies can definitely give British royals a run for their money when it comes to amazing, gorgeous, spectacular, extravagant hats. And so white churches in Minnesota. Yeah. Catholic Lutheran, the Lutheran church I go to, I will say there's no, no hats. Um, Unless they're baseball caps and that's like, come on, bro, take your hat off. Right. But <laughs> yeah, my personal experience, <laughs> I don't go to weddings very often with hats. No, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's, I think it's probably customary and I don't think she'll go against it, but I think this will be the first time we get to see her in a hat. Yeah. I'm hoping, especially if it's cold and all that. So I'm excited to see them to see Megan kind of do this this rite of passage for her. And then, yeah, the last thing I just had was what Kate gave the queen that year. Um, and she mentioned this on the, I believe it was our queen at 90. Okay. Uh, uh, documentary where Kate was interviewed and she was talking about how she was very nervous to meet the queen and um, everything. And like, you know, that she's actually quite laid back and she wasn't, but she wasn't quite sure what to get her for a Christmas gift. So she ended up making chutney for her. Um, which, do you know what chutney is? No, I was just thinking of the, um, is that from Parks and Rec where Ben is like, 
what's chutney? Like, I think I'm allergic to it. I've seen it like on. It's a it's a condiment. Yeah, like in I've been when I've been to like Indian restaurants, I see that often. So I'm sure I've had chutney before. It's yeah. like a. It's kind of like a. I think like a pickled. Like if you chop like rough chop of vegetables or fruits or whatever, and it's it's kind of like a sweet pickled thing. I don't know. I could Google it, but I'm not going. I'm sure more of you are probably like, how do they not know what chutney is? But Kate made it, which good for her. Yeah. That's always the um, recipe from Celebrate. Maybe we'll have to see. I'll, I'll look. We'll have to see if they have it in there. <laughs> the recipe originator. Um, well, so that's that was what Kate's first Christmas was like. And now we'll go back kind of a lot farther in history. Talk about, you know, what the longstanding traditions of the royal family have been. Um, first, since, you know, there's a lot of German influence in the British royal family. Thanks, Prince Albert, as yeah. you wrote. Um <laughs> And Germans were the ones who, you you know, first did the Christmas tree thing. The Tenenbaum? Tenenbaum. Oh, Tenenbaum. <laughs> um, that is a thing that has also happened in the royal family for a while. Um, Princess Charlotte, who is King George III's wife, was the first uh, royal to have a Christmas tree. And then Prince Albert, he really, you know, took it upon himself to spread those around and make it a part of Christmas. So he would send decorated Christmas trees to schools in Windsor and to local army barracks to add some cheer to these probably otherwise very grim places. Yeah. I was actually reading um, an article that talked about how there was some pictures done of um, Victoria and Albert with a tree in their home. And people started seeing that around the UK and they were like, I want a tree inside my home. Because people, it wasn't quite a thing to, you know, have a full tree in your home. Like you'd have like maybe some like parts of a tree or like a limb or, you know, yeah, some evergreen, some, like, some greens, some, some green boughs yeah. or a very small like top of an evergreen. Well, imagine like also, you know, nowadays we have Christmas lights that you plug in and they're LEDs. They're energy efficient. And back then they like put literal lit candles on there so talk about a fire hazard you needed to probably have like a servant standing there with a bucket of dirt and a bucket of water like ready to move and rescue the priceless antique rug if at any moment um so i can definitely see how also people you know didn't have a lot of spare money to spend on a tree that they were then going to throw away well i don't know they probably used it as firewood probably but still um oh my gosh my notes just went up but so that was um that was another aspect of the um things but obviously since queen elizabeth has been in office and possibly even before really like christmas has taken place mostly at sandringham or yeah Mm -hmm. at sandringham which is in norfolk as we mentioned and um there's kind of like a tradition around the family. Well, I don't know what this last note is, so maybe you should. Oh, the last one. Oh, this was just a fun fact um, for what Queen Elizabeth does every year is that she gives, she orders 1,500 um, puddings to give to palace staff. Um, so that's a lot of puddings. Yeah. And that was something that we had talked about when we did our episode on royal warrants, which are the. Oh, right. um, the 
kind of seal of approval that um, members um, that and by members of the British royal family, which is the Queen, the Duke of Edinburgh, and Prince Charles, can give to certain businesses that they use for particular things. Um, so, for example, Harrods used to have a royal warrant, and so the Queen used to order her puddings from them. Um, but now that Harrods, the department store, is owned by um, the Alphayeds, who um, Dodie Alphayed was Princess Diana's um, boyfriend, companion, lover at the time of her death, and he was also killed in the car crash in Paris. They have always they've been kind of you know at each other's necks, or at least the Alphayed family believes that the royal family had something to do with Prince Diana. Anyways, so they no longer get their puddings from Harrods anymore. I think they do Tesco. Hey, Tesco puddings are probably really good. Yeah. So, but she orders 1,500 of them every year. So if you work for the palace, you're getting a pudding. Which, I mean, I guess that's probably good. You don't have to buy that yourself. Right. Um, but yeah, so then we, the other thing we will um, talk about is the family, uh, the current royal family and like what they do. Um, assumedly they have a Christmas lunch. They do. They like have like seven different things that they do after they go to church. <laughs> that seems like a lot. Yeah. But I'm assuming also that they have turkey mm-hmm. as lunch because when I was um, visiting my husband and he was getting his uh, master's degree in England, I went to visit him because I was in law school at the time. I went to visit him. And so we were there over Christmas and we got a Christmas lunch at this like nice pub and you could choose um, turkey, like roast beef, or I think one other thing. And we both ordered roast beef because to us, turkey is not like a Christmas food. It's a Thanksgiving food as Americans. And we got yelled at. And like the people were like, what is wrong with you? Why would you order beef? Like it's Christmas. Why aren't you eating turkey? Beef sounds so much better. I know. Turkey sucks. I'm sorry. I. I hate turkey. Like, it's pointless, and it's usually bad. Yeah. And so, no, I mean, it's good on sandwiches sometimes, but I was like, no, this roast is way better. And guess what? It was. Yeah. But all of these British people were so confused. And finally, I mean, I think they probably just were like, who are these American idiots? <laughs> like, like that they're, you know, not doing it. So I'm assuming that the the, the queen's uh, table carries turkeys only. And not no no beef no, but I hope Megan knows this, and so she's prepared to eat dumb turkey. Yeah, maybe she'll she'll have something before they head over. Yeah, she'll have some. But then again, she might like turkey because like she's she knows how to make a turkey. But see, the thing is though, like even if you know how to make a turkey, it's not as good as a ham or a roast beef. It's just never that good. I'm probably alienating many people now, but I'm. I never said I was a role model. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, but after after the Christmas lunch, um, they do a family gift exchange. So I I've heard some of these things, but why don't you take us through some yeah. of the what the gift exchange entails? Well, yeah. So they do it during tea time on Christmas Eve, and uh, as these are people who have an abundance of money. You, do, you don't have to sit there and go, oh, my gosh, like, what do these people get for each other when they can just buy whatever they want? They wear, you know, $1,000 dresses. They have all the jewels in the world. Mm-hmm. 
all that which is why they go very simple they go they go for humor instead of extravagance uh for their their gift exchange and so they usually do end up doing gag gifts um and while we don't know exactly 100% what they get each other, there has been reports about what people have gotten each other. Uh, for example, uh, when uh, Princess Diana had her first Christmas, um, she did not know that it was you were supposed to give out gay gifts. So she was like, okay, well, what do I get all these people? And she ended up getting everyone cashmere sweaters. Which, which is a nice gift. Oh I'll gosh. take one. Yeah, super nice. Um, but people kind of laughed at her. But, like, Charles, try to tell your wife what's happening. Right. <sighs> it's like, talk to each other. Also, I'm betting that Sandrium doesn't have the best heating. No, it doesn't. It's probably not have the most modern amenities. They probably use coal fires. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I would be so grateful to receive a beautiful, warm sweater to wear during the season. Um, but some more funny items that people have received is uh, Prince Harry reportedly gave um, Queen Elizabeth a shower cap um, that said, ain't life a bitch. <laughs> Which is like so amazing. And I want to know where he bought it right. and get one for myself. Yep. And uh, one year Princess Anne got uh, Prince Charles a leather toilet seat. And I certainly don't think she expected that he now brings it with him wherever he travels. Because he likes it. That's so weird. (laughs) Like, that's such a weird gift. That is one of those things, again, like when we do our white elephant exchange where you think of you get something that like a leather toilet seat where you're like, what? And then a person's like, oh, my God, I've always wanted this. And you're like, "Okay, weirdo. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, Kate got I think it was the one of the first years that she would been a royal she got harry a grow your own girlfriend kit which is one of those like little yeah. figurines you put in water and then it blows up and then it became Meghan markle no i'm yeah. just kidding <laughs> it worked it worked yeah so those are just a, a few of the examples but it yeah it seems like they like i think uh i'd read that like prince william and harry had gotten the duke of edinburgh like a whoopee cushion one year so it's really just about laughs more than anything i mean these people obviously don't need to be like opening gifts as a group i'm sure individually like kate will obviously probably get nicer things for each other uh but at least in that case at least it's always going to be kind of fun and more of a casual laid back event yeah i'm also sure like george and charlotte do get a good haul of things that they actually want (laughs) hopefully prince george will get that police car full-sized with driving lessons (laughs) or what if he got one of those little like you know those barbie cars (gasps) he probably will get one of those that'd be sweet that'd be super fun and he and charlotte can go in it hopefully he doesn't drive it over his sister isn't that like there's one of those like a gif an animated gif of that where like um and then i think i don't i don't know if it's christmas i think it's christmas day they do have like a kind of a more formal dinner at Sandringham where they yeah are more in their full length gowns and whatnot um but that's a private family event so yeah that's kind of several of the events that they go through and they might do sometimes they do a pheasant hunt on boxing day sometimes they they've played soccer like well oh yeah there are sometimes nice nice photos of them and yeah we've even seen some of the Middleton family members join in for that those types of events so we'll have to see 
maybe Megan's mom, even in future years, I can imagine Megan's mom joining as well. So she can spend time with Megan since it'll be more difficult for Megan to go to the U.S. to celebrate these types of events now that she'll be an official member of the royal family. Yes. Almost impossible. I think it would be not a scandal, but certainly there would be ridicule and be like, what? We will. Um, And then finally, we'll just touch on another element of the uh, royal Christmas, which Again, we Americans don't really have this, but for the last, I mean, 60 years, right? Yeah. 70? Are we talking about like when Queen Elizabeth started? Yeah, the televised thing. So, yeah, that would be, yeah, it'd be almost 60. Yeah, it'd be 60. Yeah, 60 years this year. So, yeah, for the last 60 years on your TV, I mean, and then even before that, the there's always been a Christmas broadcast. So, the first Christmas broadcast was delivered by George V in 1932, and obviously that was via the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of seen as a way for the monarch to come into the living rooms of the everyman um, and just connect more with the people that they, you know, are the ruler of, kind of, not really yeah. the ruler, the monarch of. Like, especially even in 1932, the British Empire was massive. That is very true. And so it was, um, again, it's just kind of a a message. Um, Also, as the head of the Church of England, um, since Christmas is a Christian holiday, it was seen as appropriate that they would kind of make a statement wishing people a happy Christmas. And um, it also goes over the events of the previous year and kind of talks about you know the cha- any challenges the country may be facing and any triumphs they may have had um but queen elizabeth obviously took over that um duty when uh her she became queen and in 1957 um that christmas broadcast was televised for the first time and if you, like Caitlin and I, have just watched season two of The Crown, you will see kind of that first, their dramatization of that first broadcast, um, which I think was really, I love seeing that with like the old fashioned BBC cameras and all of these people running around and the lights and everything. Um, and it, again, she delivered kind of a message of hope. She read a passage from Pilgrim's Progress um, and you know just kind of tried to connect with people so she uh, is still doing that it's recorded a couple weeks ahead of time usually and then it is broadcast on Christmas Day so we'll stay tuned for what she's going to comment on this yeah, year. Yeah, I wonder, I hope she'll mention Harry and Meghan's engagement. It's kind of like the fanciest Christmas letter ever. Yeah. You know how you get like Christmas letters from like your great aunt and it's like talking about the minutia of all of the gra- her, that great aunt's grandchildren. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, you know, Jimmy. Julie started first grade. <laughs> she really loved her teacher and she scored three goals on her soccer team. Like, I mean, and it goes into that kind of detail, but this is the queen. So she kind of has to be like, our family is filled with great happiness to be, you know, celebrating love or something. Yeah. Common phrase for them. So, yeah. So that's kind of that. That is the a royal Christmas, which reminds me, I have to watch 
that show on Netflix. Oh yeah, the Princess for Christmas or yeah, something like that. I forget. Prince for Christmas. There are so there are actually a lot that are kind of of the same vein, and there's yeah. like they've got the word Christmas and the word prince or princess or some kind of royal thing yeah. in there. Yeah. So I hope to get through a few of those in the next couple of days before the Christmas before Christmas. So I'll I'll report back if I end up watching any of them. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed learning about a little bit about what to expect for this year with the Royals and Megan's first Royal Christmas. Yeah. If you um, have any thoughts or feelings or hopes or dreams you want to share with us, you can reach us at uh, via email. We are at americrowndreams at gmail.com. And we are also on Facebook and Instagram at americrowndreams and on Twitter at americrowndream. And you can rate and review us on Apple Podcast and subscribe, um, which I will mention. Obviously, as Caitlin mentioned earlier, she's going to have a baby soon. Yes. So uh, I guess we kind of plan to have a hiatus over the holiday the next week anyway. And we will be moving forward with that. But hopefully this baby shows up yes. sooner rather than later. Um so for now, we're we're kind of on a hiatus and we'll definitely be back uh, in your ear in the new year. Um, and we'll be talking about kind of a royal year in review then. But in the meantime, um, kind of depending on our schedules and what's going on with Kate, we will we may be coming up with a few shorter bonus episodes or if something crazy happens, I'll be reporting to you solo. Yes. So. We'll see between, you know, especially if I'm in the hospital, if I can have Paul bring me my microphone. Yeah. Or just, you know, you can record a voice memo on your iPhone. It's actually pretty good. um, Pretty good sound quality. And you could just send us your your thoughts um, on, you know, especially when you're delirious from lack of sleep. Um, You can send us your thoughts on what Megan wore at Christmas or whatever. Um, But yeah, we I'm excited for you. And it's going to be fun, but we hope you bear with us while we kind of try to navigate this new, we, we have to, we have to do a lot, a little bit more balancing of our schedules <laughs> coming up. So we will keep bringing you all the Royals news. Um, but yeah, we really hope everyone has a great holiday time. Uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and a Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Bye.